When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Push it to the limit. Kick it into high gear. Take it to the next level. Never say die. However you want to say it, we're going to do it. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Islanders Anxiety. This is just going to be a quick one because uh, there's kind of a big deal happening on uh, Friday, October 28th in Raleigh, North Carolina, assuming that Coach Lane Lambert, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> plays along. Uh, we'll explain in a little bit. But of course, I am joined by my friend Michael Leboff. Mike, uh, how are you tonight? I'm really excited and kind of emotional. It's an emotional week. Uh, Islanders coming off an emotional win uh, over the Rangers on Wednesday. And then they had to fly to Raleigh to play a game against the, the Hurricanes, which is tough enough as it is. But thinking matters even more uh, more emotional is that it is the 1,000th game of one Josh Bailey, a man who has a very uh, complex relationship with Islanders fans uh, and, you know, has not had the smoothest ride to 1,000 games, uh, which is a, a really monumental thing. I know I've mentioned it on Twitter and people are like, oh, nobody cares. People care. Like, it's kind of a big deal. There's only been 371 other players to have gotten this out of, you know, however many tens of thousands have played for, in the NHL. So this is a big deal. So, I mean, I'll throw it right to you. Like, what does 
Josh Bailey's 1,000th game mean to you? I mean, that's a lot to chew on. So, I mean, yeah. feel free to work out your, your process, your emotions as necessary, because that's a big deal. It is a, a huge deal mm-hmm. um, because Josh Bailey was never supposed to get to 1,000 games, <laughs> and he was never supposed to get to 1,000 games with the Islanders, like right. just one jersey, right? Like Because he's been run out of town. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 7,000 times in those 1,000 games by mm-hmm. the fan base. And um, that's really hard to do in this era. Like the, the crazy thing here is you said, was it 371 players? Yeah. Um, only three have done it with the Islanders. Right. Now, I mean, there's been a bunch that have celebrated their 1,000th game with the Islanders. Andy Green, Mike Sillinger, uh, luminaries like that. But only three, or excuse me, two right now, but soon to be three, have played 1,000 games solely with the Islanders. Uh, and Josh Bailey is about to join the ranks of like, and, and what's crazy is you think about the Dynasty Islanders and you kind of just assume all of them played 1,000 games for them. Right. You know, um, but it's not. It's, 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 it's just, it's going to be Bailey, uh, Dennis Potvin, I believe. Yeah. Yes. And Brian Trotche. Yep. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's that's Josh Josh Bailey's company in in this category. Right. And if you think back to 14 years ago, 13 years ago, when Josh Bailey was either a rookie or a second year, third year, wherever you want to go, and somebody was to visit you from the future and tell you that, you'd probably get punched in the face at Nassau Coliseum because that's how <laughs> passionate people were about how much they wanted Josh Bailey not to play for the Islanders. And it really all started with how he was drafted. Right. And you think back to that. I was at that draft party. I definitely wasn't uh, thrilled with the Islanders, how they handled it because uh, that was the, the draft that Nikita Filatov was, was around and the Islanders had a chance to pick him, but they traded back twice from fifth to ninth, right. uh, passing on like Luke Shen, passing on Filatov, Colin this Wilson, was... all these guys. This was all part of a strategy by Garth Snow to like collect, right. you know, prospects at the time, basically. Exactly, and and they picked Josh Bailey. Nobody knows who Josh Bailey is <laughs> um, at Nassau Coliseum. Everyone's now pissed off. Bad season. The rebuild is starting in earnest. Uh, and rather than picking Filatov, who I was really excited about, and a lot of people were, they get this guy, Josh Bailey, uh, from from the the Windsor Spitfires via the, the Owen sound attack and nobody knew who he was. So everyone was mad. And that's mm-hmm. kind of just set the tone for his career. Uh, and man, the twists and turns we've seen since then. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been something. And like you talk about twists and turns, you're not kidding. And people like us have been here to watch all of them. Just all all of the twists and turns every second. And it's so weird to think back and be like, this guy has gotten to a thousand games. When I remember you talk about, you joke about Nikita Filatov. I remember when I first started reading lighthouse hockey, people were still pissed off. This was five years after he had been drafted. People still wanted Nikita Filatov at the time, even after he'd like washed out. I think he, who took him the blue jackets, I think. And uh, yes. yeah, he, he washed out. And it's just so odd that this guy who, you know, at, at first he, he barely had a position. Like he got drafted as a center, as an 18-year-old rookie. And we'll talk about that 
that 2008-2009 Islanders team. The second, <laughs> he gets drafted as a center, and you're like, oh, okay, fine. But, like, it's pretty clear right from the get-go that center's hard to play in the NHL, particularly for an 18-year-old, you know, normal-sized human, as Josh Bailey is. And so he gets moved to the wing, and then he gets moved back to center, and then to the wing. And then it's, he pl- he basically played every position but goalie at some point, you know. And uh, nobody knew what to do with this guy. His stats weren't that great. And, you know, this was the Steven Stamkos draft So and Drew Doughty. And so for, you know, really through no fault of his own, he just wasn't either of those two guys. And he suffered a lot for it. He took a lot of heat, particularly from the, you know, Islanders fan base. But like he came into a team that, I mean, they were just, that team was unspeakably awful. And and for good reason, because there was some guy in the top of the next draft who we won't mention, who the Islanders, you know, wanted to, there was three of them, as a matter of fact. And uh, there was a reason why that team was so bad. But like looking back, you feel like, man, that was just that was like child abuse to throw Josh mm-hmm. Bailey out on that team. And and for a long time, we were like, he should have went back to junior. And because the Windsor Spitfires won the, the I think the Memorial Cup or the OHL championship that year, and he would have been on that team. But instead, he was getting his ass handed to him by every team in the Eastern Conference, you know, four times that year for a team that, you know, nobody wanted to watch wearing terrible pajama jerseys and <laughs> somehow he's still here like i don't know how anybody survived that but he's still here and, and just kind of going along as if it you know was all just sort of part of the gig no big deal crazy yeah he his, his you think to this to his original roster the the state of the team the state of the arena the state of the franchise this was pre uh lighthouse ref, referendum vote yeah. Yeah, you know this. This is a completely different, and you know when when you and I talk a lot about uh, how there's a, this, and it's great. There's this new kind of part of the fan base that uh, has tasted pretty decent success without the the, the darkness of uh, the the context of these years. Um, just because naturally, like maybe there, you know, you were 13 when Barry Trotz took over. Uh, that means you're whatever, like. 17 now and 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 you 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 spent your high school years watching some really good hockey teams uh this this josh bailey his rookie year was my first year of college so you know i was going to games when i was home and i watched this team basically every chance i could and uh i was watching you know nate thompson and (laughs) uh you know joe callahan and uh i think mike conry was still around john sim tim jackman like this 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 roster, you look at it and you're like, this is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Uh, and 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 you you were right. Like this was a bad team, and they decided to throw this guy in there, and he became the scapegoat for it for some reason. Like, I think if 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 you would put this team in this era, and Josh Bailey too, like he was this is his rookie year, and pe- and he was playing, everyone would be like, just give this guy time, patience, whatever. But back then, man, no people were not patient with him at all. And it, I think that rookie year, which started with him also injured, uh, he didn't make his debut till like the middle of December or November. Um, you know, that, that first year to set him back in, in a number of different ways. Uh, and it took a while for him to, to really get going. And and I can almost remember the game where him and Kyle Oposo, because Oposo sort of, mirrored Bailey like he I think Oposa was like a step ahead of him at every curve um but then there was a game against the Maple Leafs in that lockout shortened season 2013 and the two of them just took over and for the rest of that season they were really good Mm. and from that point on Bailey has gone from 
you know, un- underwhelming young forward to, you know, a consistent middle sixer. Um, and because for some, you know, he was, he was the first draft pick of this rebuild. People had this expectation of more than that. Right. But if you look around the draft that he was picked in, like Josh, if you redraft this, if, if you do one of the athletics, 18 redrafts of season <laughs> of 2008, uh, you know, he's probably, you know, picked around the same area, yeah. uh, you know, Stamkos and Dowdy, they're still going one and two. Alex Petrangelo's in there. Eric Carlson, yeah, Roman Yossi. I'm looking at it right now, and Bailey of the forwards is the third highest scoring one behind Stamkos and Eberle. Like, that's pretty yeah. crazy. Now, there's a lot of defensemen in that draft. So Carlson, Eric Carlson and John Carlson, Andrew Dowdy and Roman Yossi and Alex Petrangelo were all drafted, you know, all had more points, or they, everybody but – actually – Bailey has more points than Yossi. He has more points than Pentrangelo, but he doesn't have as many as Carlson, Carlson, yeah. Dowdy. But like he's got more points than Cam Atkinson, Derek Stepan, Adam Henrique, you know, guys like that. So, I mean, it's kind of funny when you think about it because I don't know how many other Islanders fans would even put him in that category. They'd be like, yeah. ah, he stinks. He's not as good as Cam Atkinson. Well, is he really, though? Like, he kind of is. Uh, and, yeah. and you think about what he's, you know, he stuck through from that, that day when he right. got drafted. Like, he should have, he, if he was, he could have left 18 times and nobody would be, everyone would be like, I get it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you were, for some reason, this fan base just never, and, and I shouldn't say this fan base because it's, it's, it, it's a, it's a portion, portion. of it. There, yeah. There's, there's definitely a loud portion that does and, and, and a loud portion that um, does appreciate him. And he's like a cult hero to them. You and I think fall into that group. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other portion that, um, you know, don't they don't like Josh Bailey or they don't think he's a good hockey player good enough I guess um which is fine I'm not gonna tell you how to feel about the player you can be a fan however you want but uh the fact that he stuck through this and he stuck through the end of the like the 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 lighthouse stuff the terrible seasons uh from 2008 there was they made the playoffs in 2013 that was his first playoff around and it didn't last long. Uh, then they were bad again. Then they go on another one, first round exit. Like they were, they were reasons for this guy to, to get out of there. And he stuck with it. Um, and he did it so, you know, classy. Such a, a cliche yeah. these days. And it's not even that. Like he, there is class. It, it is classy, but it's more like he was so. He just didn't ever. <laughs> he didn't ever like lower into like he didn't get involved. Yeah. He he's not on social media. Right. He's he's he he's just a quiet dude, and he he just never let it get to him, uh, which is almost as impressive as his thousand games. <laughs> yeah, it's true, and and like a lot of guys, you know, of that kind of era for the Islanders, we saw them come up as eighteen year olds and then become adults, get married, have kids, and like you know, we're not there next day, we're not his neighbors or anything, but it's pretty remarkable to see that progression, and he's basically the same person like he doesn't look like he's aged all that much <laughs> he's like you said he's not on social media he's not out here uh and it's it's he's just such a fascinating like a quietly fascinating player i don't think i i bet he has neighbors that don't even know he plays for the islanders like i bet that there's i mean obviously matt martin is his neighbor and he knows he plays for the islanders but like i bet there are people that are just like oh hey it's josh mowing his lawn it's like they don't really realize you know what this guy does for a living and uh it's just, it's crazy, but you know, it's funny because he, he had those years of, you know, 32, 
28, 35 points. And it was like, all right, well, this guy's going to top out at a, you know, 35 to maybe 40 point guy. And then he has his 71 point season. And yes, he was on the wing with John Tavares at the time, but like he earned those points. Like he wasn't just sort of floating. He, that was a, that was the year to me that really changed him because he played with more confidence and he was, he looked like the guy who you wished had arrived six years Mm -hmm. earlier uh, because he just, he felt like, I think it took him that long to realize, man, I play in the NHL. Like I can do stuff that, that other people can't do. And and people are like watching me do this and I can, I can do these things. So he had that 71 point season. He had 56 the year before he had 56 a year earlier too. He went to the all-star game. Like that was really the, to me, the big change in him was like that season and, and playing with the kind of confidence that quite frankly, I wish a lot of other guys would play with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wish to have myself in certain times in my <laughs> life, but it was, I don't know what changed. I don't know what, what it was that, that, you know, flicked the switch. I think maybe it was, you know, being put on the line with Tavares, but again, he, he earned those points. He wasn't just going to like hang it on. Like he, he did that. And, and watching him in the all-star game to me was equally as momentous as this, you know, being like, man, Josh Bailey's in the all-star game. Josh Bailey's an all-star. <laughs> that, that that was incredible. From the New York Islanders, Josh Bailey. From the New- because he's he is the maybe the quietest 1,000 game NHL player, Seriously. at least of this era. Um, you know, I think you, you can you could have made that argument for Andy Green, but <laughs> you know, Andy Green was a captain of the Devils, right? Like right. Josh Bailey is just the quintessential middle of the roster player doesn't require much in terms of like time on ice or he, he doesn't need to get power play time. He just needs, he just is there to, to play his what 16, 14 minutes a game, mm. uh, make pass up some golden opportunities. Other, at other times he'll, you know, make a move and you're like, Josh Bailey's awesome. And you know, that's that Mark Shifley, famous Mark Shifley video, right? Yes. It's like, like that's Josh Bailey's pretty sick, eh? Like, I just love watching hockey. And obviously there's certain guys I like to watch. Have you ever said Josh Bailey at all? He's pretty sick. Yes, Mark, he is. Like, he is sick. And and I wish more people outside of the Islanders, you know, re- recognize just what this guy should, should mean to everybody and, and does mean to us. Um, because, like, those teams, I, I can't stress enough how bad and how bleak those teams were when he first came up. Uh, you had like you know Scott Gordon basically getting run out of town and undermined by Doug Waite and, and Bill Guerin. Like then Guerin's gone, he wins the Stanley Cup somewhere else, and the Islanders recite. You know they go to they get rid of Gordon. They 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 have Capuano, and it's full-on rebuild like i said and they get this like young core that gets pushed around by the penguins it seemed like they played the penguins 16 times a season the penguins would come the flyers would come and they would just stomp out the islanders and it just couldn't have been fun and he stuck yeah. with it and uh, the whole time like i said he's been getting you know dragged through the coals by by this fan base <laughs> and then yeah and and i don't know if it's the all-star game but something just changed where hmm. um as he started to improve and more and more fans start to get behind him and the Josh Bailey song catches on, uh, like he, he just becomes this icon, like this cult icon and, and the same throughout it all. He, he remains the exact same person, which is insane. Like he is, he doesn't change a lick from the day he gets drafted 
to game number 1000 and ter- except for like yeah he's he's got a shaved head now he's got kids and whatever but like in terms of demeanor how he handles like the criticism uh the, how he, he would handle trade rumors which swirled again this offseason yeah uh he, he didn't he was so stoic the whole time yeah. uh and it's, I mean, like this is, you know, we, it, it is, it sounds like a little bit of a joke and part of it is, and, and, and it is hyperbolic. Like I was joking about like shutting down banks and schools for this <laughs> holiday tomorrow. And you know that, yes, that's hyperbolic and right. supposed to be funny. But uh, I think for Islander fans and, and the ones who do love Josh Bailey, uh, it is, it's like a huge moment. Cause it is like almost a, you know what, like you, you told it, we like seeing people, especially on Long Island, you don't give the double, double middles to the, to the, to haters and, and kind of beat the odds and this guy did it and he did it with the smallest amount of fanfare possible <laughs> the smallest amount like outside of the island on on long island this guy has like has got zero fanfare yeah and he scored some big goals too like we think we think about like iconic islander playoff goals hmm. uh and yeah, i was gonna say that 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 goal the you know the game one to the island goal is gonna live on yep. forever because yes josh. and that's josh ba- i think people are so mesmerized by barzell's move yeah. That you forget that it's Josh Bailey coming in there. Islanders clearing ahead, two on one, Barzell and Aberly. Matt Barzell in, waits, backhand. He hit the post, they score! Josh Bailey, game one to the island. And then he follows it up two years later with the double overtime goal. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, the okay, fine, yes. Tristan Jari handed him the puck. I got, I get it. But <laughs> if there was one guy who was going to be on the ice to score that goal, I don't think anybody would have been more appropriate than Josh Bailey. I'm still shocked he didn't drop past it like through his legs behind his back to, and hope that there was a trailer behind him who, who could have got a better look. <laughs> Tristan Jari. A steal. Josh Bailey scores. Josh Bailey on the turnover. In double overtime, the New York Islanders have won game five. But it's just that, I mean, I remember seeing that goal. I remember both of those goals and being like, I can't believe, I remember his hat trick in, in Columbus. And it's just these weird things he scored the one nothing goal in the uh, uh game where they won in philly like where they hadn't won there in like 12 years or something and he scored and of getting to bakov made a million saves and they walked out with a one nothing win in that year the, the 2013 year where they made the playoffs and it was like man i can't imagine a more you know it's good that's and this is the thing you're talking about like Nobody else is going to understand this but us, you know, and like they've seen this guy progress and like he's the guy scoring that goal. It's it's crazy. And and it, it reminds me and this is not a direct comparison, so nobody yell at me. But like it reminds me of when the Sedins got to a thousand, because I remember very well when they were drafted, all the all the stuff, Brian Burke, all the hoops Brian Burke jumped through to get them second and third. And at first they were kind of like a sideshow, like it was almost like, whoa, they're identical twins that's so weird. Like what, and and, you know, their numbers were very modest at first, but then after a while they became so good that the fact that they were twins almost became like, not even a big deal. Like it was like, man, these guys are two of the best players in league. Oh, and by the way, they're also identical twins. Like they, they, one won the Art Ross trophy one year. The other one won it the next year. I think Daniel won MVP. And so like, it was this weird progression. And every time I saw them, 
I thought back to that reading about that draft and being like, man, it's so weird that these guys have come this far uh, in their careers to to have gotten there. And I remember all these these little moments and things. And so it's weird to to reflect on that and, and look back. And, uh, mm. and I got something else for you. You mentioned Trottier and, and Pot Van before. Um, the other Islanders uh, that have on that are on that list that haven't made uh, uh, hundred games is or a thousand games is uh, Bob Nystrom played nine nine hundred games. Even I believe uh, Clark Gillies was eight seventy two. Bob Bourne eight fourteen. Mike Bossy seven fifty two. So like you know, again, like you said, it's Trottier and Potvin and Bailey now at the top. But I don't look now. But Martin. Nelson and Sezikis, barring any you know weird injuries or anything, are all going to enter the top ten this year. That they're they're ten, eleven, and twelve right now. Like that's <laughs> even more weird. <laughs> like they're not they're not close to a thousand, but like to look at a top ten list of Islanders games played and see, all right, Trondier, Bossy, Potman, Matt Martin, Brock Nelson. Like it's just weird to see these guys in that list because for so long that list was untouchable, and now these guys are touching it. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean he's. Don't just talking Bailey right now again. Like he's going to be Josh Bailey is rewriting the Islander record book a little bit here. Like over his career, he's right. he's going to be third in games played. Yeah. Um, he's already eighth in points. He's yeah. He's exactly. He's top ten in points. He's probably like he's fourth in assists. <laughs> like this this guy is an Islanders legend. Mm. If you just look at the counting stats, like. Yeah. This he is one of the most important players in the history of the team, <laughs> and just it's because he's like because the Islanders have had two distinct eras, right? Hmm. They had a four-year dynasty, and they had everything else, and <laughs> and because you know, and and for I mean, for good reason, the the dynasty is revered, and when people talk about great Islanders, like they all come from that that group, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that that isn't insanely impressive thing that happened uh but there's 46 other years that happened with the <laughs> islanders and there was what 40 right. something after it yeah. after the dynasty ended uh and josh bailey has now been here for 14 of the some half basically half of the years since the dynasty ended or mm. uh almost half like a third so he if you look post dynasty and you can talk about the impact that players like pierre turgeon or mm. Your guy Pat Lafontaine, or uh, you know, you go further towards like Rick, even Rick DiPietro in terms of like the impact on the team. Uh, Tavares, Barzell, Lee, like you can go down a list of guys. Um, but the the honest answer is like at this point in time, like right now, uh, you even against guys like Ziggy Palfi and 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 stuff, like it's probably Bailey is probably the most impactful player <laughs> since the dynasty just because of the counting stats like yeah like other guys had season incredible seasons pierre turgeon and uh paul fee and like they, they, mm-hmm. they did but like bailey has been a constant through the rockiest part of you know the, the franchise where they he's played in three different buildings and the team almost <laughs> really you know was, was on the cusp of being on the cusp of relocating and stuff like that so like it, you can't it's so hard to to make the it's almost hard to be hyperbolic about it but at the same time because of the player he is like the last thing you ever ever will see hear anybody else besides mm-hmm. you know us 
and the psychopaths on Long Island B is is hyperbolic about Josh Bailey. Like he, if if you you asked everybody to name New York Islanders that uh, aren't Islander fans, like Josh Bailey would probably be the twelfth person listed. And then you say, <laughs> well, he's about to play his thousandth game, and they're like, no, right. he's not. Yeah, ah, love it's, him. It's I think even the people that that are still complaining about him are gonna at some point look back and be like, he was a very very unique player. <laughs> in in like you said yeah he's he's so unique and at the same time is so vanilla as like a hockey player that's the thing that's yeah and that's hard to do like that's hard to do to be as like just you know kind of by the book Mm -hmm. a hockey player uh in this day and age where you need to you know have like a a flashy skill or be Mm -hmm. like a a specialist at one thing or another like josh bailey is just his specialty is being you know solid yeah his, his specialty is just being there. That's his specialty. And, and they all seem to love him. Like, you know, like it's, yeah. it's so funny how like you, 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 you t- hear about other like alumni from his early years talking. Corey Wright wrote, wrote a great, great yes. article uh, about Bailey and his thousandth game. And you should read it. And every time people like kind of talk about, uh, you know, those teams and, you know, Bailey comes up and it, it just seems like he's like the quiet guy that everybody just loves. And, mm-hmm. and he does a lot for, uh, for the team and for young people and on coming to the team and 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 he seems to be like very generous with his time and uh you know Phil he's like a you know charities or whatever like he's always involved and uh yeah. he is you know I know Bobby Nystrom is like Mr. Islander but like this guy is the second version of that and unfortunately like just never got the um you know Bobby Nystrom still to this day gets hugs and you know people are yeah. throwing like you know bras at him as he's walking through you know the concourse like uh and josh bailey's played 100 more games than him (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah it's just yeah they're almost they're almost two sides of the same coin you know like the guy who the grizzled mustachioed stanley cup goal scoring fighting you know swede bob nystrom and then the other side of the coin is josh bailey and he's just like there. <laughs> this is a very plain picture, not smiling, just sort of looking. Not not smiling, but not frowning either. He's just sort of looking. Yep. Yeah. Not smiling, but not frowning either. Yeah. <laughs> That's Josh, Josh Bailey's Bailey story. Yeah. So there you go. Well, we just wanted to get together and do this. Uh, you know, again, the game is is tonight. So hopefully people are enjoying this and, and you can listen to it even afterwards. And uh, yeah, I mean, just reflect on it again. We're not going to. At this point, look, you you think about Josh Bailey, whatever you think about him, and, and nothing's really going to change that. But this is a very unique player. And, you know, he, he's not he's not Steven Stamkos, and he never was going to be, and he never will be. Right. But he is an important Islander, and you might not think it, but go, th- go through the hockey reference, you know, Islander's history page one day and look and start looking. And, yeah, it, it's starts, yeah, it starts to look like this guy's pretty important. He's been around for a long time, and he's done a lot. Yeah. And I mean, you, you said, like you talk about with the goals that he scored too, when you, when you YouTube, you know, when hockey's in the off season and you're just watching highlights from your favorite Islander games and, and you watch some big playoff games and Josh Bailey, that you can even go to like the game six, the game sixes against the Penguins and, and, uh, Bruins at home when they clinched in, uh, 2021, uh, the Bailey Brock and Bo line was just outrageously good. Yeah. outrageously good josh bailey like because and that's the thing too like when josh bailey had his you know three or four unbelievable games a season he was unplayable he was unplayable <laughs> and you that's part of, i think that's part of the reason people are like 
ah, why can't he just do it all the time? And yeah, uh, but yeah, he's. He, I mean, even his name too is like a perfect. It's a perfect name for his player. It's like, right? You know, very Canadian, normal name. Very yeah. vanilla. You know, he's not smiling. He's not frowning. Josh Bailey. <laughs> and then he's got. A, he's the only you know player in hockey that has a song. Basically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That is true as well. All right. Well, I think we, we've done enough reminiscing about Bailey. Congrats, Josh. You'll never Congrats, hear this. Josh. You'll never see this re- retweeted on Twitter or on Facebook or I don't even know if he, he probably doesn't even have a podcast app on his phone. He probably doesn't even have a phone. Like, I don't even, I guess he probably does because he's got a wife. But still, like, it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he say, I have a phone. I don't turn it on or something like that. So, uh, but know that there are those of us that appreciate you and, uh, I hope he gets a big ovation. He's going to obviously, you know, game 1001 is going to be at home against the yeah. Avalanche. So hopefully he'll get a nice big ovation. They'll try it out yeah. the, the painting and all that kind of stuff too. So, and it was funny that he did end up getting healthy scratched. Um, because, <laughs> you know, he, he would have done it against the Rangers and we talked all off season. Like when people yeah. put it together, like, Oh my God, he's going to get booed by half the building because <laughs> half the building is going to be Ranger fans. Yeah. And that is so Josh Bailey. Yep. Um, I was going to say, and, but it's even more Josh Bailey that he got scratched and that didn't even happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. All right. So that is it for now. We'll be back with another episode in a few days for next week. Uh, until then, uh, shop vintageicehockey.com, buy wines from the Pinot project. Michael Leboff, where can everybody find you on Twitter? The Big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at The Big Lebowski. Read his work at Action Network. Read Lighthouse Hockey. Cheer Josh Bailey. Appreciate Josh Bailey. Enjoy Josh Bailey. And congrats to Josh Bailey on his 1,000th game. And we will talk to you again very shortly. All right. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.